everyone. Welcome to the Renaissance Project, a Black girls movement. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Chase Clark, and I'm thrilled to have you join me on this journey of liberation and conversation. Last week, we dove into the philosophies of success and While I was listening, reading, researching, I found myself captivated by the beauty of success and the irony in it as well. I find that a lot of times there's a, well, we know that there are a lot of ways to go and get a bag, right? There's so many ways out there, so many different opportunities, but in doing some of my research, which was on social media, of course, I found that a lot of people in this generation are captivated and really called to only one specific way, which is entrepreneurship. Now, entrepreneurship is something that I love, something that my guest here loves as well. But I really just wanted to capitalize on the fact that there is more than one way to get it back. So I'm here today joined by a young woman who has been in a position of both entrepreneurship and employment on her journey um, and has excelled at both. So I would like to welcome Miss Kendra Knight to the show. Hey. Hi, how are you today? <laughs> I'm good. Awesome. First of all, I just love you said young woman. I mean, <laughs> you are. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. You got to believe it first, huh? Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> now, you'll notice that I didn't give the traditional um, introduction, I guess I'll say, but that's because I am so inspired by your story, which I heard via Instagram mm-hmm. live on one of your lives, and I heard little bits and pieces of it, but the parts that I picked up were so significant that I felt it was only right that you tell your story of how you got to where you are today. So whenever you Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'm currently, you know, a brand photographer. Mm -hmm. Um, It never was, I think photography period was never like on my mind to be like a actual career. It was just always, I just feel like I'm a creative in just in spirit. I just remember like my projects in school, I would always like go above and beyond, like even if no one else, right? Like I remember, and this is the craziest thing, but I remember we had to do something with the constitution and like, I would, I I would take like the black gel and like, like put it on paper to make it had like to make it instead of like burning it, Mm -hmm. I would take the black gel and like put it on and like rub it in on Mm -hmm. the paper and then write out things on the camera. I mean, it's just, to me, it's just things that were like out of the box or creating like scrapbooks for notes, you mm-hmm. know, or things like that. So I just feel like throughout for me, the, just the creative side, just that to me, that has always been my shift of that's who I am. But as far as like getting into this, the biggest thing is just having someone to push me. Um, the story that I told on Instagram was when I was in high school I had a count a black woman, a counselor who we were applying mm-hmm. for a scholarship and well, she wanted us to apply for the scholarship. We had really good grades. It was like four of us. And the other three were like, no, we're not really going to apply for this. We're, you know, no. And it was a teacher scholarship. No one wanted to be teachers that that just wasn't in our plan. And mm-hmm. she was like, no, you guys, you're going to do this. You're going to apply for this. I'm going to for like whatever we need to do. We're, we're going to go there. We're going to. I'm going to drive you to Raleigh. I'm going to, you're going to do the interview. And so, um, again, still very much so pushed back. Like she was not quitting at all. Mm -hmm. Like she really was like, I will come in, I will pay for your food. I will come and do it for you because it makes no sense that you're eligible for this scholarship and you're still not 
wanting to do it. But for us, we're like, we don't even want to teach. Like that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And so, um, she literally did that. And I was the last person, right? Like I was the last person to get an interview and like everybody else had gone and she stayed the whole time and like supported us and was with us. And I ended up getting a scholarship and I ended up actually using the scholarship to like go to school Mm -hmm. and become a teacher. So you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's nothing that I saw, but I think where I am today, I think the the foundation is, is that having someone who really truly believes in what you do. So to me, it's the community piece, like just having someone to push you, knowing that there's someone who believes in like someone can see the potential before you can even see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's part of the reason why I'm, I'm here. So that's such a beautiful story. Yeah. Like I remember um, the morning where I was, I was, coming downstairs and my mom was like you need to hear this right now yeah. <laughs> I was like I was like uh it was early in the morning yeah. I was like I'm <laughs> yeah. so she um played it for me and it quickly made sense why she played it for me because yeah. um being a high school junior this whole year trying to figure out you know everybody's been where do you want to go where do you want to go wanna do? yeah and I'm like yeah. <laughs> I want to do a lot of and stuff. I didn't either. Yeah. yeah. And so hearing you say that and then, you know, being able to look at you where you are now, it was just um, just the perfect kind of image or a story just about God's timing and yeah. how how perfect it is all the time, even when you don't like in the midst of it, understand exactly. um, what's going on. But, you know, I was listening to your story and it just made me think of all the other, you know, girl boss women that mm-hmm. I love. I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many, and there's so many people in, in just in this community mm-hmm. alone. I think so many times we forget, but like uh, Miss Stephanie McMillan, yep. um, Ariel Robinson, who I saw yeah. had on the show oh, earlier. Yes. Yeah. Um, Jasmine Dickens, who's uh-huh. probably right down the street right now. Uh-huh. Um, and then of course, you know, you have your Beyonce's and Tracy Ellis Ross and course, all the great course. people. Yeah. Um, and so I'm thinking about this and I was just wondering who some of your favorite girl bosses were. Um, so, are. you know, recently, and I know that this may sound crazy, but recently I find that, and maybe it's because of the community that I network with, I find that the bosses, because sometimes we can look at, like you just said, we can look at like the Beyonce's, we can look at mm-hmm. like the Maya Angelou's, we can look at like and say, okay, I aspire to be you know, just like the way that they are on their level. But for me, I think that the way that they are has taken like those small steps. I'm just all about someone who's like small steps. Like what did you do in those small steps to reach where you are? Like what happened in those steps? Right. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that's where the real work is. So like I look at women on literally not not to say that they're on my level, but I look at women like Courtney Martin, who's in um, Raleigh, Durham area and just like her tenacity and like the way she just loves her art and like the way that it's just rounded into her lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Just she's so just it's just built in and you can tell that it's like a passion that just it just reaches it far reaches clients. It's just like, it's a love of life. And this is like a part of my life. Mm -hmm. So I look at it like that. Like if I wasn't getting paid to do this, that's, that's the type of vibe that she gives me. Right. And so, um, or like, there's another woman, her name is, um, Alyssa Pena and just the way that she thinks, um, just about strategy and just incorporate like how to build in like, to take you to the next level. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, girl, I've never thought of that. Yeah. Like what? And she's younger than me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I'm like, 
how like how did you get to that point like why what made you so I think it's just for me these are the type of women that I like for right now at least like of course like if if anybody if you wanted me to name a big figure I would say Maya Angelou hands down I always say her Mm -hmm. Just because I feel like she's so rounded in different areas. Like she was a civil rights activist. Her poetry just like speaks. Like it just, it makes you move. It makes you like get up and like evaluate yourself. Like it makes you like, wait, what? Like, (laughs) huh? Okay. Maya, like where, where are we going with this? Like, so it, it just, it puts you, she just gives me like, it's almost like she's speaking in different areas of my life, which Mm -hmm. is why I love her, um, her work. But yeah, I'm really someone who is like, not to say I'm on the same playing field, but I look at everyday women as to what who I aspire to yeah. because not only are they in it, but they're doing it. They're like boots on the ground, like they're they're doing it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. And you can really see that um, through your work. Thank you. Yeah, you Thank can you. see that shining through all the way, and that's why you know. My mom and I are just yeah. such champions. <laughs> like, thank we're just you. such thank big fans. Because I'm you. like, um, I just feel like all the time we always look at, like you were saying, these bigger figures and then forget just how mm-hmm. many people are here in Greensboro or just in this area that are Absolutely. doing such great work um, that needs to be amplified. And really, it wasn't until the um, first series we did, Ch- the Chase Your Dream series, where I was like, looking at different people to mm-hmm. pick and I was like man like I have a lot of options. a lot of op- right <laughs> yeah. like you'll you'll start to I mean like you said I mean honestly it's definitely local but I also le- like seriously believe that like North Carolina I don't know what it is but like we like we birth creatives like yeah like I don't know what that is but yeah. like just in North Carolina I don't know like it's just the the massive creative just atmosphere here is just and and sometimes I just feel like it's super untapped like it's like I look at people I mean like Chase when I tell you I can randomly be like searching and like people from North Carolina are popping up everywhere and it's like what is it is it in the water because I mean I'm thinking so you know what I mean (laughs) I don't know but like I I just I really feel like just North Carolina in general and I'm not saying that and I'm not even I'm not born I'm I'm raised in North Carolina I'm not born I was born in Florida Mm -hmm. so I mean I just feel like just period just across different creative levels um just North Carolina is really meeting the mark and I really feel like they need to like intuitively capitalize and give creators what they what they were yeah like what they need yeah Yeah. to continue to grow so yeah and that's that is one of the reasons i created this in the first place i'm like there's so many people Mm -hmm. here there's so many women here there's so many men as well that are doing such amazing work and it's not amplified so many times Mm -hmm. or it's counted out um in exchange for someone who's like already made it and that never will make Mm -hmm. sense to me Mm -hmm. um but that um, you're speaking to yeah. <laughs> right now. Um, but one of those people I actually had last week, his name is Elijah Tizuku. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a constant creator. He has his own YouTube channel. Um, he's also a student, one of my dear friends. And that's all. Yeah. 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 Last week we were talking about uh, the philosophy of success and different, you know, ways you can find success and all the different sources that tell you what success is basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we rounded out the interview by me asking him, what he thought success was. So I thought it was only fair that I ask you as well. Of course. Um, so when I was in elementary school, I wanted to be a pediatrician. That was 
when I, of course, and it was like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know why that was. I don't know. You know, we want to work with babies. Yeah. We love kids. And then in high school, I wanted to be a physical therapist. Okay. And then clearly I went to school to be a teacher and I became a teacher. When I became a teacher, it was good, but I always felt like it wasn't enough. I was always trying to figure out, okay, what's next, you know, and then the things that were next that I thought would easily come because of my abilities and because of what I knew I could do weren't coming because there were roadblocks and because there were things that, okay, I really want to impact this certain area at this certain school, but we don't have the funding. We don't have the budget. So now it's, I don't feel successful because I don't, I'm blocked, right? So now I, okay, well, I'm just not going to work for anybody else. I work for myself. I work for myself. And then now, or I'll be a good person. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll be, I'll be successful as a good person. Mm -hmm. I work for myself. All I need to do is just be a good person. I'm a Christian. I serve, I do all these things, but now it's not enough. I'm a people pleaser. I'm a, I'm serving, like I'm trying, I'm giving too much of you. I don't have boundaries. Yeah. So to me, what being successful is, is really making your own or creating. And I'll say for me, I'm not going to give out what being successful is Mm -hmm. for anybody else. But for me, being successful was creating my own boundary of working for myself um, creating my own boundary of, um, what, what I will and won't do for other people. So I needed to create an emotional boundary for myself. Um, and then, and then create like markers and goals and dreams and not like adhere to like the imposter syndrome of trying to compare my life to somebody else. Um, so I feel like just being successful is staying the course of action for like, what is, right for your life yeah. and not comparing it to somebody else's life for me. Um, and that to me, that has always worked and not, it, I just, I feel successful right now. Yeah. Right. Like I, <laughs> I feel are. like the, yeah. there's some ways like the, I, I'm truly successful, but that is by my own merit and my own judgment and standard where I don't have to like, and not to say if you work with someone else, you can't feel successful, but I feel successful in what I do because I make my own hours because I can, you know, I can make a judgment of what, who I want to kind of make a friendship with and Mm -hmm. I have the boundary to say no I'm not going to do that you know so yeah that's 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 how I define it that's a beautiful definition both of y'all had great definitions that far exceeded (laughs) thank you I was like I don't know but yeah I don't I, I think everybody should have their own definition of what what that means you know like whether if it's in business whether if it's in your family friends um, because if you don't, you would literally be crippled by like society's norm or what they yeah. define as being successful. And that is just, that it's never enough. It's never enough. So, yeah. And yeah. that's what, you know, we found in looking at all of these different sources. Like, um, I pointed out that there was like six different things that I searched for in terms of what success is. And like, you can never really find a, concrete definition because it's always by someone's standard it's always by you know if you need to be a certain weight who's the standard yeah you know what i mean if you need to like have a certain job what's the standard of that job you know are you and then it's the fact that are you growing are you moving up are you stagnant are you what's the next thing if you go to school where are you going yeah where's the time for you have a time frame like in a relationship 
how long should you be with that person before you decide to be married? How long should you be with that person before being committed? How long should you, what creates a successful relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, or like in your friendships, in your, with your kids, with your, so it's, it's all those things where you're constantly bombarded with like, am, am I being good enough, you know, or how can I be good enough to reach that point? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's all very valuable and very valid. It's very true. Yeah. Um, just in, I know for me and my journey and navigating, you know, being an entrepreneur, um, but also just in being like <laughs> a 16 year old, it's yeah. so many conflicting, you know, you could be like this or you could look like this or you have it like this. And, um, then especially now I see a lot of tweets that I really agree with. And it's like, you know, you don't have to be, successful by society terms by like 22 like Mm -hmm. you don't have to be a millionaire by 22 that's just not realistic and some people have you know come to this place that's awesome for them but if you you know if you stay on your course like you were saying if you keep at what you're good at and you know you're good at instead of trying to tap into what makes money fast And I mean, and I'm not Chase, like, I'm not going to sit here and say it's not like I'm saying that, but it's not easy. Right. Like, it's it's definitely a conversation with yourself all the time. Right. Because like you're saying at 22, because at 22, I was not even thinking like I'm successful. I'm thinking like, okay, society told me to graduate and get a (laughs) job. And at that time, I think it was like a recession. So I'm like, I just need to get a job, like, period. And so but I think now sometimes when you get to my age, it's now like that midlife crisis mm-hmm. like I'm I'm coming up have I started a family yet have I got married yet have I it's like it's like certain markers within your age right like yeah. that kind of defines like where you are and like what you're doing so I think like as you continue to grow up it's you start to kind of get with those mark those markers tend to like just read in your mind yeah. anyway so I think it's a constant fight to say I'm okay I'm okay I'm like right. yeah I'm okay right. like yeah. I'm all right yeah like <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, like when you start to because, I mean, I'll be 35 this year, but like my husband's 40. So it's like I know that he's constantly thinking like, gosh, and then I'll be 45 and then I'll be 50. And really, Mm -hmm. it's like a step at a time. You know, you hear these stories all the time. Like, you know, I was a millionaire at 50, but everybody doesn't want to be a millionaire. And that's okay for you. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) that's okay for you if you want to be a millionaire and you made it by 50 or if you made it by 35 or if you made it by 22. That's great. But everybody really, truly doesn't want that. Right. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of us just really want to, like, just be able to be OK yeah. and take care of ourselves yeah. and provide. So, you know, success is just in different realms and, you know, different places. So, yeah, yeah. right. You're and saying the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, the whole premise of this episode um, is something that I was looking at a lot of. I saw I've seen over the course of this year, and I don't know if it was the quarantine or like we were saying something in the water, but everybody just like popped up business, business. Yes. I yes. was like, oh my gosh, we're supporting all black businesses. Mm-hmm. But this is a lot. Mm-hmm. My bank account only stretches. Same. Yeah. Same. Like, and it's still like, it's still going on. Like yeah. Juneteenth is coming up and I'm like, okay, I want a t-shirt. I want to be able to support, but like, but it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of y'all. Like, it's a lot of y'all. Yeah. yeah. Like what's going on? Yeah. yeah. So no, absolutely. And, absolutely. um, I saw a lot of people and I was like, they, I was just thinking, this is me thinking, I'm like, I wonder, like, are people really trying to be entrepreneurs or like, is this something that like everybody's doing? So it's like, oh shoot, I got to make a business now too. Um, and so I saw a tweet, it was actually on Instagram and it was like, you know, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to be successful. Like you, mm-hmm. there is various ways to go out, get a bag. You can go work for someone and make just as much, mm-hmm. if not 
more. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to deal with all the extra stuff that comes with being an entrepreneur. Um, and I think that's uh, something that, you know, that's here to speak to right. a little bit. So I wanted to ask you, um, what would you say were some of the perks for working for the school system specifically, but, you know, just being under employment for someone else? So I think um, community a lot, morale a lot. Um, you, it's just routine. Mm-hmm. I had a, a, you know, I basically had a routine down in the times where I, and I love my kids, don't get me wrong. Like mm-hmm. I love them. But at the same time, a lot of, many times what kept me going was this, like my staff. So I taught history and I loved my staff. Like I love the history department. And so I showed up sometimes just yeah. for them, you know, what I mean? like I showed up because I love them and I love being around that versus like showing up for myself. Like I, I literally, I literally had a conversation with someone else. I, I, I've gained weight, you know, due to the pandemic, maybe even some before. And I was like, some of my issues and I have like stuff at home to work out, but I just need somebody to, to push that. Yeah. I need somebody to tell me like one more, one more can, one more rep can mm-hmm. like, you know, and at, and at school it was the same thing. Like it was like, I know you had a hard day or even in my personal life, it was, you know, if I had broke up with my boyfriend, they mm-hmm. were like, Hey, knock on your door. Like, Hey, you okay? Yeah. You know, you want to go out? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you know, versus <laughs> like, if I'm at home, it's like, I guess I, you know, and not to say <laughs> that I have to deal with it, but I do, you know, like I have to deal, you know, I, I have to find it. I have to keep myself accountable. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. If, when I'm by myself. So I think a lot of times, it's morale where you are. You get a consistent paycheck. You yeah. know when it's coming. You're consistently paid insurance, mm-hmm. um, like all those things that kind of like you, you don't really think about. Um, and yeah, I think community to me is like the biggest yeah. motivator yeah. of like going. Um, so yeah, I think that was kind of one thing I would take away yeah. from having that consistent. And then plus it's consistent. You know what you're getting. You know how you you know that you know that the outcome versus entrepreneurship sometimes you don't you're taking risks constantly like mm-hmm. you're constantly trying to figure out you know if if I bring Kendra on today is Kendra gonna be an asset mm-hmm. or is she not like is she is she's gonna is she gonna add to what I'm mm-hmm. talking about right yeah. and you take that risk right yeah. like instead of it being like I I think she would I think it would work I think this will like help out with what my agenda is, but you really don't know. Like you, you know, so you have to do, and then that's the back where you have to do all the planning, right? You have to do the setup, the planning, the the communication yep. where when working for someone else, they're doing, it's already set for you many times. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the, see, that's you the already thing. answered. Two <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, so I just started my first um, job, job, like working okay. for someone else at okay. Chick-fil-A. And it was a culture shock. Yeah. Um, just being able to go into a space and like when I walk in there, I'm like, okay, clock in, wash your hands, do the work, clock out, go home, mm-hmm. get paid in another week. Like mm-hmm. that, doing it like that instead of um, like in working with this podcast, like, okay, Chase, we got to make sure you wake up at this time. Like you're saying, you you're constantly sure working you're backwards. This. You're yes. constantly working to like, what are the resources that's needed? What is mm-hmm. the communication that's needed? Where do I need to be? Can, have I eaten? Yeah. Um, 
it, let me plan out my own personal schedule. You know, who else is involved within this day? Yeah. What else did I need to do? Do I need to plan out my other job? Do I need to? So, yeah. But in the upside of those things, you have full autonomy. Like you plan it, right? Yeah. Like you, you're the person that's in charge of it. You're the one that when it elevates and it moves is you, right? Yeah. Like when, when there's an opportunity, is you versus when there's an opportunity at Chick-fil-A, they're not necessarily calling you. Yeah. They're, they're doing what they need. Right. It's Chick-fil-A's, <laughs> yeah. right. It's Chick-fil-A's franchise. Like that's their business. That's their franchise. Mm-hmm. And they're going to move accordingly. But if you stay great, if you go great, right. Like yeah. they're going to continue to move forward and you're an asset right. versus you're your own asset. You're your own, like you're, you know, and not to, again, entrepreneurship is hard based exactly. off of all the things that we just said. Yeah. But at the same time, it's so rewarding that you know that, I mean, what you do with your organization is rewarding in itself, but you do on the podcast, I think it sets like a tone of like your own, per- like your standout personality. Yeah. Like this is who you are aside from Chase's Chance, right? Like, yeah. so I think that's, I think that's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Aww. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm. Thinking of all this stuff, right? And I'm like, there, I felt like there were just so many different things that people really didn't know about entrepreneurship going into it. Um, and so that's why I was like, okay, I have to have Miss Kendra here after yeah. hearing your story. Cause I was like someone who's been on both sides of the fence and who's experienced this firsthand. Um, so I was wondering if you had, you know, any, we spoke to it, uh, we did touch on it, but do you have like any outline, like a major con about entrepreneurship that like, or any, um, misconception that someone might have that you would like to debunk? Um, I think the biggest thing is that your idea, like when you have your idea, it can really, it, not really your idea, but I think at the end of the day, whatever your business is, it has to ultimately be serving a need. Mm-hmm. It cannot just be, excuse me, for the time being. And it can be like there, there are very much so trendy businesses that work, but it's, there's still a need for the trend, right? Like there's yeah. still, so constantly be thinking about how your, how the need is serving, how it, whether if it's a product, how is that product serving? It, be thinking about that. And then also think about the people you're serving. So what is the need and who are the people you're serving? Because constantly, what I, what I, what it seems like is that people are kind of jumping into businesses because that's the pivot. That's the right thing to do, especially last year. Yeah. Um, they're very passionate, right? Mm-hmm. Your passion also has to feed into who's passionate about whatever it is that you're serving or what it is that you're selling. Yeah. So like for me, I have to constantly, which is why I feel like I've niched, I'm niching down, which means that of course I work with a certain number of women, but I work with them for a reason because that's who I'm talking to. Yeah. Like, like, what, what I do, I'm speaking to them. I can't do what I do and just do it for everybody because it, it won't work. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to constantly be thinking about the people you're serving. Constantly. Think about what you want to do and, of course, how that is feeding into your your way to provide that need. Because, again, like... It could be anything, right? Like if you're on the, on the street and you're selling hot dogs, like that's great because you know that there's a baseball stadium across the street. It's expensive. People are coming out the game. You need to sell hot dogs and like, okay, I can make quick money. That's great. But what, what happens when that gets old or what happens when it's like off season 
and that's yeah. the only thing that you're doing. Okay, be able to pivot that. And if it's something that it's a need, pivot that to somewhere else that, you know, but also, again, be thinking about who you're serving so that they will always, you know what, that guy, his name is like Billy off the street. He sells hot dogs. Yeah. Be thinking about like that. And I know that that's such a broad because there's a lot of people that do that, but people but, also still connect in real yeah. relational ways, right? Like I will literally go to a person that I know their name. Like I will, you know what, let me go to Billy off the corner of such and such for hot dogs because mm-hmm. I know he's going to be there and I, I have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's developing a relationship, but also being passionate about what, what is the need that you're serving or what is the, you know, so yeah. Spot on advice. Uh, yeah. Thank you. No, I, cause I'm, I was looking at a whole bunch of them popping up and stuff and yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh. And I think <laughs> like, it's so, and I, and I honestly, and I, I think it was the same. Like nobody expected that, right? Yeah. Like we've never done, we've never been through a pandemic except like a few people. But, um, I literally, I literally think that it was, it's been a great move. Cause I mean, for me, I almost was like, let me just take a seat back. Yeah. Because no one, no one's getting photography. Like no one's getting photos. So <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just chill. Mm-hmm. This is just gonna be a year where, we just won't do photography like that. Mm-hmm. And it was the opposite. And I think it's just, I think also people are just realizing their own potential. Like not to say they don't need their nine to five. Cause a lot of people are still doing side hustle, really full-time businesses while working full-time like careers. Jobs, yeah. yeah. Jobs. And so um I just think it was one of those things where people are like, you know what? I can do this. Like it was almost like a, confidence builder yeah. like I don't have any I, don't, I have time I can do this nothing to lose yeah, yeah so I, well. I, right yeah. so I honestly it is not it's not to say that they didn't think about the business I just think that they probably always thought it and this was the this was the perfect time to do it mm-hmm. so and I respect that too like because I mean yeah building a business is major confidence you always have to stand behind your business yeah. right so yes. you always gotta like you know is it Kendra Knight photo? Yes. And she's here, even though I don't feel like it. Yeah. And she's here. She's, you know, so yeah, you always have to be confident and stand behind it. So I think that's the major that, I mean, that's a major positive for what the pandemic brought where people are very like confident about the businesses and the organizations that they're putting out um, or wanting to start. And so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that's why I really think your um, advice is so valuable because I know a lot of people in, um, in my age group that go to school with me or that know me and they're like, you know, I'm trying to start this business year, but I don't know what I need to do yeah. <laughs> or yeah. what I need to think about or like how I need to start. I just know like I want to start something. I want to have something that's my own. And I'm like, well, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff to think about. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff to consider. And luckily I had, you know, my mom and my dad who are both so business minded off, off rip. So they were able to, you know, this is what you need to think about. This is, you need to create an audience. Like you need to outline this so you know which way to go. You need to write down a list of goals that you would like to, you know, obtain in the next year, the next month or the next six months. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Because I mean, (laughs) even from parents, I feel like parents are like, where are you going to get the money to do that? (laughs) Where is that money coming from? It's like, that's the first like, okay, so I just said the business. Yeah. I wasn't thinking No one said no investment or anything. Like we're not even talking about taxes. We're just talking about. Just baseline. Just business. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so it was awesome to have my mom and my dad there. um, And then my mom. 
she she loves to read up on businesses as i found and so you know she started her consulting business mm-hmm. and so stuff like like she's just always been there kind of be like you know this is what you need to do this like this and so that's why i think for the people who don't have those kind of resources just to be yeah. able to have this starter idea of like look you need to find what the need is and how this need can fit in and if it doesn't find a way to make it fit in you right. know what i mean find right. your audience and find the people who are there for you and um things like that Mm -hmm. um and something that i've had to learn and i would like to ask you this question next but something that i've had to learn on my entrepreneur journey um in doing this podcast specifically is just like you have to i guess be the captain of your ship Mm -hmm. you know i definitely went into it like well i know a lot of people so like a lot of people are just gonna support because it's chase and then i was like no <laughs> so, yeah um just having yeah. to learn that i have to go out and network i have to go out and brand it and go and take the pictures and um be in charge of the promotion and mm-hmm. the payments and you got to make sure that you're doing this and you're on it um you are pushing it as far as you know you want it to go so that's something that i've had to learn on my journey so now i'd like to know what's something that you have learned it's on the same journey. thing really <laughs> i don't think it changes i think mm-hmm. for everybody it's the same and i think it's different levels right like mm-hmm. you reach certain levels because i mean you do need that right like you do need especially you need confidence when you're starting a business like you're yeah. very much so excited about it but then especially like your first year so like even my first year for me it was like taxes it was like all these things the equipment that i need to buy so yeah i'm making money but it's all these other things that like, oh my gosh, like, wait, what? Like, okay. But, but those things can be like disheartening. Like those things can kind of kill your joy a little bit where you're like, "Mm," like, I feel like I want to go back to full time. Like I, you know, and so you do need people in your corner. Like, oh my gosh, you're doing it. Like you're doing it. You, I will support you. I will. So, so yes, you, you do need to be the captain of your ship, and, but, and it does need to be all the time, but you do need people in your corner rooting for you and saying like, you have it all the time, 100% all the time, because it, it, it like those things are just, they'll, they'll continue to be impacting. Right. Mm-hmm. And then also, I just feel like it's the, it's the other way too. Like, same thing you just said, like you, you're doing all the things you're, you're, you know, you're buying the stuff, you're making your pay, you're sending out the invoices, you're, you know, scheduling, you're doing this. But at the end of the day, you're still at the, t- like you're saying, like, this is mine. Yeah. Like either we're on it or we're not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like either yeah. we're, you were rolling with me or not. And I think even that, that once you get to that level of confidence, then people will start to kind of like, and then people view you differently, Yeah, you know, like. I'm sure Chase, I view you differently. Like you're not even 16 in my eyes. You know what I mean? Like you're really like grown to me, you know? So like when you make, when you start doing certain things in certain ways, people start to view you differently and then they start to support you in a way that you need it. Right. Mm -hmm. But it, it took that, it took you leveling to that position to say, you know what? I am Chase. I am Kendra. I'm gonna, this is my business. And I'm doing this, this, this. And I said, I said it, I'm doing it and it manifested itself. And now I'm moving on to the next thing. And there are people that's going to be like, wait, what? Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I'm here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And then there are going to be people who are like, I'm kind of with you, but like, I still see you as before. Yeah. So I'm not really understanding where all this is coming from. Mm-hmm. And that's okay too, because it's not for them to understand. It's only for you to understand and for you to continue to keep moving with the people who really are with you. So mm-hmm. I think to me, like, 
bottom line is like understated, but it's, it's really, it's huge for every business. It's huge for like to have people like that's on your, even if it's one person, Yeah, I don't care if it's one person, like that one person is riding and dying for you. Like they're like with you to the end. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's very much so needed. I agree. Yeah. I agree to the best. Yeah. Can you believe that we're at the last question? No, but I'm enjoying (laughs) it. So (laughs) we can keep going. Yeah. We can keep going. You were nervous. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. So I'm going to read this right off the so I don't okay. get it messed up. So I want you to fill in this blank for me, okay? Okay. The incorporation of blank in my life has made me into a better business owner. The incorporation of community mm-hmm. has made has made my... Has made me. Has made my life. <laughs> I was going to say has, has made, made my life. <laughs> has made me a better business owner. Okay, I was going to say yeah. has made my life better because <laughs> I feel like either way... Uh-huh. Business or not, yeah. So community, I say that voluntarily and involuntary. So I say community. So just like what we just said, it's going to be people who are just going to be like Mm -hmm. support you, like people who don't even know you, like people who are just really watching you and just like almost waiting for you to say, okay, y'all, I need ten thousand dollars, and they're like, oh, here you go. Yeah, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. like because they believe in what you do, and to me, those that's the type of community that like you're just so like, oh my gosh, I didn't know. Like that's involuntary to me. Voluntary community is people that you seek after. So like the network, like you just said, mm-hmm. you do have to network. You yeah. do have to like talk to people that, you know, you, you just with are within this industry are within, um, you know, or within the same groups of people that you normally would kind of meet in, within, you know, your organization mm-hmm. or business. Um, but just it's needed. Is needed for support. Is needed to grow. Is needed to expand. Is needed for your own like, for your own sustainment. Is like and I don't even know if it's a word, but yeah, to be sustained, yeah. in, you know, in your business. But I think community is is big, just if, as far as like empowerment, mm-hmm. inspiring. Um, whether you're being the community at some point, whether somebody else. So I just feel like because we're all building on some yeah. on each other, right? Yeah. To me, that's the biggest thing. It's like, yeah. we're two separate things but just like as i'm here we're all building like there's something i'm taking away from this right Mm -hmm. like you're taking away from something that and i want to be able to continue i want to be able to walk away and say you know what i want to be able to work with chase in a way that i don't know how but i want to incorporate her Mm -hmm. you know just like the way you incorporate me and so i feel like just even having someone to like call, you know, like, yeah. Hey, Kendra, I know that this has nothing to do about business or anything, but I just feel comfortable asking you this because such and such and such mm-hmm. that's community to me. I don't know you personally, but I don't know why I feel so comfortable to call you and ask you this is community to me, you know? So I think period, and it could be so humbling too. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, people can really like tell you things that you, Okay, just chill. Chill on that, that, but I needed to hear it. Chill on that, but I need to see here too. So, like, I think community has made my life, entrepreneur life, and my life better. So, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Well, I would like to thank you so much for coming in and joining me for this conversation today. I appreciate your presence and all of the words of encouragement and all of the advice. I appreciate it all. And to the listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Renaissance Project of Black Girls Movement. Um, and yeah, see you next Thursday. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for tuning in to the Renaissance Project, a Black girls movement. Want to join the combo? Contact me via Instagram at the Renaissance P R J C T, or you can email me at the Renaissance P R J T at gmail.com. If you feel led to donate, you can do so by sending your funds to dollar sign Chase AC7 on Cash App. It is not required, but definitely encouraged. That's all from me. I hope to see you next Thursday. Until then, be well.